Welcome to the DGR Podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. We're on. We're on, Davey. Chris. Um, we're in Portugal. I'm about to drop you to the airport. So we'll sneak in a quick pod. What a life. <laughs> what a life. A quick pod. Kira's going to join me out here then. You're going home. I get an extra five days of sun. Um, how are you? How was your little trip? Lovely. Small bit sunburnt, but... Uh, <laughs> you're actually not. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah Pulled up the t-shirt better. there for the, the listeners. Um, we're just doing a bit of jiu-jitsu for a few days, hanging out, having fun. Found a nice little gym mm-hmm. to train in, which was good. And a little coffee shop. There's a little gym everywhere. Mm. With an Irish lad, yeah, yeah. You we, can you you can tell the story of our we, little. We got to the small gym in a small town, kind of outside of the main. It's off the beaten track a little bit, isn't it? And we were looking for somewhere that we could, uh, like, rent a little bit, a couple of hours for just me and you to do a little bit of training. And we found a bigger gym, um, a kind of a more established gym. But the guy didn't really understand what I was looking for. The language barrier was there, and it seems to be a bit of a. Globo gym, if you know what I mean. I, I wouldn't have said they would have had the time or they wouldn't have cared about us trying to rent a space. So we went to this smaller space, turned up. There's what was there, six people there, seven people there. Um, they had good English now. There wasn't many Portuguese. It was Except like for the black belt, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the there was a, a Brazilian dude came, um, black belt guy. He was like the, the head of the organization, I think. I but guess not he, in that. He, he doesn't train usually in that school. He came because yeah. basically because you were coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to um, get that mic. I'm Joe Rogan. You here? <laughs> Yo, pull that right up to your face, there, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm, and we're going around. And you're when you go into a place like that, you're going right, shake everyone's hand. You're the newbie, you know. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Little bow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bow. And I'm going up to everybody. Hi, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you. Like speaking real clear. We see this guy, uh, tattoos, tan. He's kind of sitting. Looks like he's part of the crew. We're introduced and actually introduced ourselves to him last. Hi, I'm Chris. And he, well, lad, <laughs> how are you? I'm Stuart. <laughs> we were like, what? The? No matter where you go, there's just some Irish, Irish fella. fella. Yeah, it's it is true. And he had just he had just brought his gear. He's on a family holier, and he just packed the gear. And he was just dying. He said, like, oh, I've been dying to get away for a bit of training all week. I've been here for a week. He said, there's so much beach you can do. He was a tough guy as well. So shout out. He probably he doesn't even have an Instagram. Shout so out to Stu. If you don't have Instagram, do you listen to podcasts? Mm. Well, how do you know to find the podcast like this? Yeah, you might listen to Rogan, but not fucking DGR. Yeah, exactly. But it was just it was gas. It was it really wasn't expected. He's from Tullamore. I'm not doing the Tullamore accent any service there, but yeah, it was just gas. Well, lads, <laughs> and I was expecting him to be like, "Hi guys, my, <laughs> my name is Alphonse or something." <laughs> Marcel. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So last time we chatted about your back quite a bit, mm. which was pretty good at that stage. So do you want to give us an update? Good, even better, I think. I do. I have. For those that aren't in the know, I, that's how I met you first. Was I, I exhausted? Without I know we spoke about it before, but just for the for the new listener. I hurt my back. I had a herniated disc that I probably had for many, many, many years. Gave me trouble on and off. And then around a time of quite serious stress, I lost my dad. I had a long-term relationship broke up. Um, it ju- I got developed this sciatica that I never had before. But my back 
injury before was your low back my low back's sore I'm stiff I lie on the floor put the legs up the wall or something and then in a week it's grand you know, and then I'm just back to normal no doctor trips no painkillers nothing like that just a bit of band-aid on it and I was fine nothing sore back but nothing that would ever cause panic and then this sciatica happened I, I felt I exhausted at the, at the time I felt like I exhausted most everything that you could do it's all these different this is the best guy this is the best girl this is the best method this is the best nothing really helped I got the I got a injection uh what did I call it? epidural injection worst day of my life that thing incredibly painful but worked in inverted commas for a day or two no pain and then it all came back again ended up having the surgery met you steered me right back well the surgery because people in this industry talk about surgery as if it's the worst thing ever and i thought it was going to be especially in especially in jujitsu people thought it's because it's common this injury is common Mm -hmm. in jujitsu a back Mm -hmm. that's your a back a neck or a knee is your jujitsu serious injury Mm -hmm. people do their their ligaments they do their ankle or knee or or they have a herniation in the neck Mm -hmm. they have a herniation in the low back you rarely see uh, like a a thoracic one Mm -hmm. i've heard of my i know some people but it's usually did my neck from landing on my head funny or i did my back from incredible overuse and maybe not the best mechanics well in the lumbar spine and and the cervical spine there's more extension anyway. Mm-hmm. So the thoracic is built to flex more, not that the other parts mm-hmm. can flex. Not that my thoracic did flex. It didn't flex, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. no, it did, it did. It did. It's just, I know so much, I understand your body, and I was saying that to you, so much more since I started doing jiu-jitsu. Mm. And I understand movement so much more mm. because I have two perfect contrasts. And not since I started to do jiu-jitsu, as in I now feel which I do partly feel, but mostly just being in the club, like in, being in Ganbaru and looking around. Watching people. And they all look the same as you. Yeah, it's gas. <laughs> yes, that's what, like, it's gas. Yeah, and they saying. would all table test the exact same pretty much, yeah. except you've been doing it for longer mo- than most of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're all like, they're all external rotation bias. Not biased. They're they have narrow pelvises, super narrow, counternutated, external rotation and flexion. And but the 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 hip never flexes without the lumbar spine flexing. Mm-hmm. It always comes together. There is no separation. Like if you're lying on your back and someone's trying to pass your guard, they push your knees to your chest. Up comes the arse. It's yeah, your arse is coming up. It's mm-hmm. it's lumbar it's lumbar flexion. If you're trying to pass someone's guard, you're down on your knees. You're like grabbing, like mm-hmm. a, as if you would be grabbing a fucking boulder or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like your spine is flexing. And even just on that, I can even see now watching videos or pictures of myself in that position on my knees, for example. I can see a bit of length in the glute now. I can see it. They can see my ass poking out. Yes, I've seen that with you too. Whereas before, it was just tucked on. Just tucked, I can see my low back yeah. pushing out. You yeah. know. So that's why, because, because, and that's why none of the jujitsu lads ever have any glutes. Like mm. never, never, ever. Because one, they're never really they're they're in a lengthened position, but not a loaded position where you're gonna like you're gonna use that length potential that mm-hmm. you have. It's almost like a more passive stretch that's there 
you're hanging out there you're not you're not exploding from hip flexion to extension almost never you could mm. think of it a, a bridge type of position and that's but your like, back that's your back yeah, yeah exactly. that's your back that's driving. and that's when a lot of people do the bridge they'll do their low back or they'll do their ribs rib injury actually so common in jiu-jitsu because of that extended mm. no ability to, to flex that from the when i'm on my back especially with that big open rib cage so many a, a twist or a turn with someone on top of you there so many pops and clicks and, yeah. and people and you know that's your intercostals that's your this that's your that but it's just stiffness and for mm. I, well a lot of them a lot of them i'd say are, are coming with a little bit of like pressure as well mm-hmm. so like i'm in that position and someone i'm twisted and someone to put puts pressure onto one of my lower my floating ribs mm-hmm. which are not designed to take that not that they're not designed they are but like not not just one rib like yeah you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know you think about it fucking play the ribs that you get like they're not that strong no <laughs> isolated taken away from yeah. uh, every other part of the body like so so yeah i know so much more and like what i've seen is i have two i have i have a perfect client which is the exact opposite of jujitsu so kate is a race walker and she is not allowed flex her knees when she walks and she has done this for 20 years basically so if you put her on a table she tests with all internal rotation so it's spinal extension she's in hip extension all the time she's in knee extension and she's in kind of at yeah ankle plantar flexion all the time so she just rocks from her heel to the, her toe because to bend your knee you would pressurize your midfoot push through the floor and you would you get that dorsiflexion so she tests with all ir and then you test with all er and now there's more there's you're wider than a lot of jiu-jitsu so the guys you see the guys that love to line their back and pull guard all the time they're they're even narrower mm-hmm. the wider guys who are more ir biased want to stand up mm-hmm. and want to pass by standing up mm-hmm. the narrows want to lie down mm-hmm. and they're the guys who can wrap their legs around you yeah. every time you think you're past their guard they can do a little roll because like think of think of wider as being like a power lifter type of shape power lifter is like a flat thoracic spine can't roll well they can't it's not a ball mm-hmm. whereas a, a narrower guy has more flexion in their thoracic spine they can mm-hmm. roll they've so got they have, those wide waists yeah i'm just even thinking of all my friends that are those players mm-hmm. wide waist the t-shirt is wider than the shorts do you know what i mean a big not even big the, the, the waist is wider than the shoulders yeah. in some cases do yeah. you know they're like an a4 sheet of paper like <laughs> those guys yeah wides are just wide fucking yeah. in most places now there's different shit there's different shapes but yeah it's so like that became so clear to me when i started to see that it was a perfect contrast because i had the perfect contrast of uh like kate with other people who play other sports because it's like oh i always say compression extension internal rotation adduction together and kate is compressed extended internally rotated and adducted that's all she can do because she is the furthest part of that spectrum are race walkers in general and then jujitsu lie on your back even if you want to fucking stand up you're spending a lot of time on your back flexion external rotation and abduction it's just and uh, mm, expansion would go with that but they're not 
they don't have expansion yeah. <laughs> they're just compressed as well but just in a different way so that leads on to the next level which is how important compressive forces are for our bodies so if you look at most people that are doing jiu-jitsu particularly like the guard pullers they have no muscle mass in their legs mm-hmm. they have no calves their ankles are floppy as hell now i know some of that is from injuries and stuff definitely no quads and one million percent no glutes mm-hmm. and None. even the big lads in jiu-jitsu still don't have legs yeah and if they do it's not from jiu-jitsu it's from the gym it's, from the gym. it's exactly. not being developed that's yeah. why the lifting for the most for the like best competitors be, they have to be in the gym and then you train with an MMA legs. head, sorry to interrupt, no. you train with an MMA fighter who does jiu-jitsu, massive legs, standing, kicking, pushing, yeah. grappling up against the fence, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, we, it just doesn't exist in... Yeah, and that just shows, like, it just shows how much, how much, what that does to you. Obviously, the people are probably biased towards that sport because they're these shapes, but then they go there and they, they just keep pushing in that direction no leg not that they're not strong legs they're probably not that strong because then when you've come up against a guy who has strong legs and mm-hmm. you, you feel it instantly yes, yes. and it's scary you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no glutes whatsoever so they need so that's 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 a lack of ir because ir is how we push through the floor but to push through the floor you would have to stand up mm-hmm so if you spend most of your time lying on your back yeah our backs are pushing through the floor exactly (laughs) exactly and um and then you actually watch them stand up and go for a walk and they walk with all er Mm -hmm. so their their body just literally walks like you are doing Mm jiu-jitsu and kate's body now squats like she's race walking she rocks from her heel to her toes so it's the perfect perfect there couldn't be a more further on the spectrum of race walking to uh, jiu-jitsu. Complete opposite. And if people want to understand how these movements pair together, adduction, internal rotation, extension, look at race walking, flexion, external rotation, look at jiu-jitsu. Perfect. It's interesting how much you just you give your body to your sport. You, you just give potential you, you yeah only like it just forms it just shapes you especially when you do it as often as she does like mm-hmm. you know, i imagine she's training every day every day for like 20 years yeah it's interesting and you can't get a quick walk in that's the thing it's like like if she if you if you say i'm going for a 20k cycle it might not be that long but if you go for a 20k walk <laughs> <laughs> now she's walking fucking fast but yeah, it takes hours, like yeah, hours and hours. Crazy. Yeah. So a big part of her work, like the, the work that I did with her, was getting for her to go for a run. Or not, not sorry, not me. The big part of, the big part that helped her get better in general from her coaches, and I encourage her a bit as well is, instead of walking today, run today maybe. Consider that as a as a good option, because you're going to spend. You're going to be actually having to get on top of your midfoot and push the floor away rather than like just extending and like, yeah, rocking forward. There has to be more like vertical oscillation. You're going to have to go up and down more, which is more midfoot. So that's so jujitsu, like if they wanted to have the perfect complement and variety in their training, they would need to do activities that bias internal rotation, which will be walking <laughs> walking potentially running 
because mm-hmm. they bet you they don't walk either no because they feel like shit so they're like yeah yeah and they wear sandals all the time yeah so flip-flops all the <laughs> yeah. time yeah they're not walking far in those so hinging hinging and training your glute to actually your you stay on your midfoot which is ir extend the hips you, you have a bit of a spinal excuse me spinal extension just a bit more than certainly like a jefferson curl or, or lying on your back uh hip flexion deep hip flexion loading the hips and then coming out of that so now if you look at your videos and i like i we video some of our roles you have when you are on top of me like in side control you have deep hip flexion and you have a, a you ha- have spinal flexion as well but it's this long spinal flexion mm-hmm. and you only like only me and you and a few other people could actually see the difference between that and what would have been happening before mm. it's interesting to me because especially in the space of martial arts or jiu-jitsu and a lot of sports but obviously i have the experience in martial arts people would uh, like program uh, a specific oh this this is the move that you do in jiu-jitsu so let's make you stronger at that move or whatever whereas i feel and i especially at the start when i didn't really have any of the whys behind it i kind of just made a very oversimplified assessment of well the stuff that i seem to be having success with here is turning I'm, I'm training to be a human which is helping me be a jiu-jitsu fighter on the mat instead of training to be a jiu- i'm already doing all of those things mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i and i i, I used to speak of this so much but give the, the training that we did gave me something that i didn't have at all and i never did rather than oh these are the things you always do in your sport let's make you better at them mm-hmm. and it's like that's why i'm not moving well it's mm-hmm. because i only just do those things mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of what i had in my head and it's a, it's a super oversimplified explanation that i've given to people it's like why are you doing that stuff and not this stuff it's like because i can't mm-hmm. these are the things that we can't do and i can't speak to how much better it made me feel when I was training. Mm-hmm. I just, come overall, I didn't have, I don't have aches and pains in my back at all now. Of course, you, you wake up, you sit in a weird couch for a night, you wake up a bit stiff the next day. But, but you're I, stiff everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, just, I just feel better. Mm-hmm. I just feel, which is, it's almost a death sentence in jiu-jitsu or it's spoken of a death sentence to have this back surgery i just had, it's a simple surgery it was, wasn't even it was a micro disectomy they went in they shaved it off but then people are so hyper aware and careful of that area and there's people that post on forums and online and they'll talk about hey i can train now but i make sure that i never do x y and z yeah. and so many people ask me is Chris, that training really? yeah no no well no no and they and they have to it's always in their head then you know i can't do this I, when I'm training, I don't think about, I just think about training. Um, but yeah, like those, I, I wonder, I just wonder how much that's, that's sent. I, I anticipated based off other people's reports that that was going to be me as well. I was like, shit, I've had this surgery, but I'm not going to be able to boom, boom, boom afterwards. Where ironically, I can actually do those things better now than I was ever able to do before. Not because just of the surgery, of course, but mm-hmm. because of the confidence probably more so i have a student who hurt his back didn't get the surgery but essentially exact same diagnosis and symptoms as me uh, was lucky to not have the sciatica so bad 
he did a couple of the programs he, he actually did the fucking goat I stuff first um and i fucked him up worse really because yeah. potentially like that could that could apart from the supination yeah that's the problem there yeah he's his he wanted he's he fucked him up his little feet are fucked now yeah there's no pain in his feet yeah but like he's his stance is so weird now like when mm. he stands up his to like his feet are like mm. 12 o'clock 12 o'clock mm. you know what i mean and it's just not much you can all because you can all you already can't you already never got on your midfoot. Mm -hmm. You already never get like this transition from early to mid stance. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't exist like in in your world. And now they just push you into late stance. But they do have like some, I think like some fle some hip flexion type of movements. But it's all driven with like as much spinal extension as possible, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is, it's not. If you look at anyone do, doing jujitsu. You know, like the way, uh, so obviously they can flex their spines because you're rolling on your back. Mm -hmm. You have so much potential there to flex. Now, different people are flexing through different areas, but there's potential to flex just a lot more in certain areas. And they can extend their spines. Uh, you, you ask like, so I'll see like Kevin in the class teaching and he might mention about like okay make sure your head in this position make sure your head is higher than their head like if you're rounded over like a fucking whatever like they're just going to pull you to the ground so he gets up tall and he's able to like drive his chest up same with tomas they're able to drive their chest up and same with anyone who's there so what what i understand from that as same with people who cycle they might look like they're hyper flexed a lot of the time but often they can extend as well but and and traditionally i think people will take that as uh as a like as a good thing it is a good thing obviously to be able to extend and flex your spine it's not that they can't it's that they all their movement is driven through spinal orientations so you're going to to do anything you're going to flex and extend your spine exactly. and that's the prime mover mm -hmm. and your hip is just basically just being pulled for the right yes, yes, it's a yes, yes. it's always a passive hip extension and a passive hip flexion that's so visually clear as well yeah. when you watch the sport yeah so clear it's driven from orientation of the spine and wrestlers are the same like you look at american wrestlers in in high school and stuff a lot of their work is driven from spinal flexion and extension but it always has to be followed with the most powerful leg drive mm -hmm. you know they're grappling someone and they're going to do a fucking suplex or something like you'll see the chest drive uh, but it's they're still driving through the floor and that's not what you're getting let's say so yeah. i say like i think gota is the other end of the spectrum which is driving everything through spinal extension and supination so he needs to be somewhere in the middle there like getting deep hip flexion the spine is just quiet mm -hmm. and other people that interpret that as you're saying that spinal flexion and extension is bad it's just no it's just you need to be able to do that but we want to be able to actively flex and extend the hip and have just a quiet spine that's the only way to really load the hips that much i feel like i got more movement in my spine day to day and training and more confidence there by training it not to move yeah if that makes sense yeah. not training it not to move but by not moving it in certain exercises yeah, you can move your hip yeah because now you can access this different parts of your spine which is, again is not something but like that's the way 
you would teach a good hinge is as much length through your spine as you can mm -hmm. from the top of your head to your mm -hmm. butthole basically and that ends that like decompresses your spine mm -hmm. and opens up opportunities for movement in the spine mm -hmm. not yeah my spine can move but it doesn't have to in this it, exercise it, it, yeah that was exactly cool. i can another movement of the spine is length through the spine mm -hmm. Which people don't think about. It's all because it's 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 a harder thing to see. But if you ask someone, anyone to hinge forward, who doesn't move their hips well, they will orient their spine in in two ways. They will go drive their chest up, and now their neck will come up as well. Everything drives into extension. They'll stretch their hamstrings a ton, and their sit bones on the top of their head are almost coming closer together. Yes. yes. Um, like a big arch and they're coming closer together the opposite of that is I flex my spine chin and, and my chin and everything together. yeah my yeah. chin and my my balls basically come closer <laughs> yeah. together so those are the two like options and they can't train the movement of the spine which is lengthening it and getting the sit bones on the top of the head away from each other mm -hmm. it's just harder to see yeah but it until opens up potential it. until you yeah. until you see it and then it's like oh okay Makes like sense. that is incredibly clear exactly and you can see someone trying and jeez this isn't for a second to nag someone who's trying to learn something new i was i was trying it yeah we're all trying for, to learn it exactly like, yeah. but you can see with one rep that's it that's a hinge that's not a hinge mm -hmm. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. when you but if you had to ask me that two years ago i don't fucking I don't even know what i'm looking at yeah don't you well they're folding yeah, they're yeah. bending that's yeah. a hip hinge isn't it yeah exactly. on my friend the, the thing that gave him the biggest relief and the biggest access to a return to training was knowing that i recovered yeah he just came back to train and that's what made his back better. Now, he still struggles a little bit, but he was fucking about to get a surgery. Mm -hmm. He was about to go whole hog. And then he went, I'll just fuck come back training. <laughs> and, if, and it fixed it. And he went, and he's like one of the best grapplers in the country. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's interesting. The, the allowing yourself, like what I said about that, the death sentence thing, I could have tricked myself into thinking fooled myself i could have made the mistake into thinking oh that's me and he was kind of in that boat mm -hmm. and then he saw me return and even though we understand the surgery helped me but in our world we think of the surgery as fucking you up more mm -hmm. it cures your pain but you're now fucked in yeah, another you've, way you've basically just taken out a potential yeah, for movement exactly yeah. so he sees me having that and coming back mm -hmm. and he's like well shit i could fucking mm -hmm. i could fucking do that and i was kind of feeding him a little bit as well i was kind of like yeah i wish i i, I wish i just did what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah i wish yeah, i yeah. found about this stuff sooner you know and he is doing he's bed into the like our world of training now mm -hmm. do you know but that's not what helped him mm -hmm. what helped him initially was just a confidence mm -hmm. to exposure to it yeah and the right dose and a bit of fun you know he's having fun he takes his mind off it instead of just living in that I remember so clearly around around my worst times i remember the eyes that opened in the morning first thing i think of is like right how do i feel yeah how's the back oh fuck I, that's yeah. i know i know that feeling yeah 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 and last thing before night mm -hmm. last thing before bed and your day back. is dictated by yes that. yes 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 and i'm in a rotten mood mm -hmm. i'm not doing stuff and I, I all i could do was go for a walk I fucking was wrecking my head like yeah. people would be like oh that's great you get out in nature i was fucking pissed I'm looking at, and I'm when I was out for those walks, I'm looking at 
someone playing a game of five aside or something and I'm looking at the shape that they're in and I'm yeah. going like how is this lad able they're to a fat fucker yeah like and him. I'm fucked and yeah. I'm doing everything that I can so yeah that little that mental thing and th- the stress that I was experiencing that led me to this pain okay. as well speaks of the same thing mm-hmm. too you know Guys, if you're sick of using calf and tibialis raises with yourself or your clients, hoping that they wor- will work, secretly knowing that they won't, then check out our foot program in the show notes. I'll teach you how I rehab and train all of my clients, how to unlock their rear foot and their ankle, how to pressurize their midfoot, how to load and strengthen their forefoot, how to build a connection from the foot to the hip how to progress through plyometrics. It will open up so many tools in your toolbox and, and completely transform how you view lower leg training. So check it out. But those people that don't recover from surgeries, like one, it could be the, the surgeon. Two, it's like obviously the condition they enter the surgery in. Three, the rehab. And four, like the mindset. And for the most part, it's, it's fucked on all four of those accounts. Like, they don't really expect to get that much better. Or yeah. they expect to be pain-free. They expect to be like, yeah, but they're all already limiting themselves. They expect... They, they're not in good condition entering it, and they never do any good rehab. Look at the fucking rehab that you were given. I actually didn't even see the rehab that you shite, were given. Shite, But like, shite. I can just... <laughs> I literally just said, look at the rehab you were given. Yeah. Presuming shite. that it was but shocking. You, you, know exa- you, could, you could name three exercises there, mm. and that's what I was given. Yeah. I tell you, you're, so you said the surgeon, the mindset, the condition. I was blessed with all of it. I had at the at, when it all happened, I had fucking amazing surgeon um, reviews online. Of the, I googled the guy's name, lots of. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke to some other people in that world. They said he's the guy. The guy was socially, comp- like maybe even a little bit on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't look me in the eye when I was talking to him. Perfect I, guy exactly, to do your exactly, surgery. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I remember. I do not want you to look at me in the yeah, eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was young. He was young, mm-hmm. and he just fucking nailed it. And I remember him saying to me, "You'll be grand." Like he was like, "What are you?" T-? I was like trying to explain to him what jujitsu was. Yeah. And I could have told him that I wanted to be in Cirque du Soleil, and he would have just been like, "Yeah, you're grand." And I thought initially. I was like, this guy's just fucking saying that Bobbing to me. me so, off, exactly. Like, yeah. But like, he's right. Yeah. And one other thing that gave me, and this is, it's a shame that this is how I had to build my confidence, but this is kind of how my brain works. But I went, I'm sitting in the, I was in Blackrock Clinic in Ireland, and I'm sitting in, or in Dublin, sitting in the waiting room to meet this guy. Dublin, not in Ireland? Well, it's some, it's his own know. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some of, this podcast goes worldwide there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I suppose everyone knows where fucking Dublin is. Um, but I'm, by a long margin the youngest person sitting in this guy's waiting room and before that i'm reading stats micro disectomy has 80 percent success rate and then i look at the other people in the room and i go oh okay like and not not this not their they're old it's not their fault they're Mm -hmm. old do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that they have no exercise experience Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you what as well they don't trust in exercise i had been exercising my whole life and i know bench press every day strong bench press mm-hmm. i know bicep curls every day big bicep so i was like surely mm-hmm. there's something that can be done here to build this mm-hmm. back up um, and i also remember you tell i think we spoke about this the first time on the podcast where we but i remember you just being like yeah you'd be grand and you said to me and i don't know if you thought i don't know if you really believed this or not 
not that it's fucking even relevant, but you said to me, whether or not you get the surgery, I think you'll get better. The difference will be that the surgery will make you better faster. Mm -hmm. And that just gave me a little golden hall pass to go and get the surgery. I was going, I was skipping into the surgery then. I was like, mm -hmm. faster. And well, you were you were fucked at that stage. Like, do you remember our first call? I was on my belly. I was I, I had my laptop on the floor, mm -hmm. and I was lying in a cobra stretch mm -hmm. on my elbows. On my I can see, I can picture you. On my, I can see, I can see the room that you're in. Everything. That was all that I did. All mm -hmm. I could. I slept on my belly, face down. I, uh, I used to have a setup in my room where I like moved the mattress on my bed so that there was a gap between the the headboard of the top of the bed and like where the mattress began little a little kind of cavity down to the under and i used to put my phone in that cavity and i'd put my face <laughs> in that gap so i'd be lying hands by my side completely flat on my belly um, and i'd just be watching youtube like, a, like in a massage chair exactly 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 i should have just bought one of them actually. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a lot just more 24 hours of the day just lined up. I had, I was, I have roommates and I had one of those inversion tables as well. That's the lads used to call it the upside down machine. <laughs> and they were just slagging me the whole time. But literally in that position, that, and that was the one guy that I, well, one of, one of the main guys that was trying to help me at the time was big on the McKenzie and the McGill thing. Mm -hmm. And was actually, I remember doing exercises where he'd have me on my belly he'd pull my heels to my butt yeah. and he'd sit on my shins yeah. and then he'd grab my arms. Like if you've ever had a Thai massage mm -hmm. and he'd hold me Extend in those positions. as much as possible. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, it feels whopper. And it fucking mm -hmm. did feel whopper. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't drive, I couldn't sit. Mm -hmm. I could barely fucking go to the toilet, but I, I couldn't sit. Obviously sometimes I had to drive and I was driving with like pillows to keep me in an extended position in the car. And he, gave me some advice to like okay before you get into the car every day do this do this and it allowed me to drive do you yeah. know because it extended your back so much so like think about it to break this down then the thing that okay break it down as in you couldn't sit you didn't want to sit in the toilet right mm -hmm. so couldn't couldn't Barely. sit in the yeah. so couldn't sit so what are the actions of you sitting on the toilet mostly hip flexion mm -hmm. okay uh, so if you've programmed into your body, every time I flex my hip, I flex my back as well. Mm -hmm. So potentially you could have sat on the toilet in hip flexion and not have not have aggravated your back at all because it wouldn't have had to move if you could flex your back without that. Mm -hmm. So every time you sat in the car, sat in the toilet, your back had to flex with yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So what did like a lot of, a lot of uh, your rehab, your training, blah, 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 involve teaching your hip to flex without your back to mm -hmm. flex, flexion. Yeah. Not saying don't flex your back, but saying we need to open up space in the back of the hip. Because when you look at something like sciatica, now sciatica is disgusting, right? Horrible. Uh, like and it's tricky for people like even if you get them it, if they're at a stage where they're really bad it's really hard because even trying to get into a position where you could do some good work in is disgusting yeah. for them so that's tricky but really if you look at them like they don't have space in hip flexion they can't they the posterior capsule the back of the hip the back of the pelvis is so tight so much compression back there their only strategy for flexion is lumbar flexion so yeah it's 
so opening up space like above thoracic flexion and hip flexion is is the answer it's just in, in and with weight like on the midfoot just basically restoring your internal rotation so some of that what he was doing there was like just ex- pushing you into so much extension and that's the tricky thing because if you go doing mcgill stuff at that stage or sorry even earlier than that you will get relief from doing it but you're you are even more driving tension into your back basically yeah. i was furthering the problem i was yeah you're I, tensing it you're yeah. just like so yeah, yeah, much yeah, 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 yeah. tension in that position and that's the, sh- the i know it's not as simple as and i hesitate especially after knowing you for so long i hesitate to use the word posture mm-hmm. but simply the posture that i was living in was that chest up incredible amount of extension through the back and then that was all the exercises that I did. It's like the way you said, we were looking at some old exercises. My forearms from doing jiu-jitsu are in bits. And we were looking at all these exercises that I was doing muscle-ups. And you're going, that's even more attention there. <laughs> it goes back to what I was saying about the the specificity of exercise for a sport. It's like what, what gave me relief was doing the thing that I never did. Not doing more of the shit that I always fucking yeah, did yeah, every single day. Yeah. Which but, was confusing to me at the start. Which yeah, was, of uh, course, yeah. Of course, but you even mentioned like about like S and C for Jiu Jitsu. We spoke about it the other day, and you'll say you said like it's all towel pull ups and stuff mm. like that. Like if you're training Jiu Jitsu or grappling six or seven days a week, like yeah, that stuff definitely could unlock an extra few percent. Mm. But also, fucking hell, like <laughs> yeah, it does make you feel good. It makes your it makes your grip stronger. But then your, your forearms are, are cooked. Your forearms are fucked. Yeah, exactly. And like a big part, I spoke about this on a podcast recently i think but a big part of like training well is feeling good mm-hmm. like how much motor output are you going to get yes like your potential for strength is higher because you've put on a bit of muscle more muscle there from training that but if they're already cooked or if you're cooked all the time your potential is there but you can't access that potential because your brain and your muscles there's just fatigue so there's less you have you can't reach your potential that's it that's a gem that's that yeah it, it is feeling good right that doesn't and i'd take that every day feeling over, good over strength gains size gains speed gains yeah. all and the feeling good will allow those things exactly maybe you can already go that fast but you just feel too you shit feel like to shit. do it 100 percent. you just feel like shit all the time yeah and every sport dragging yourself yeah oh, i suppose i fucking train today or yeah, uh, yeah and i said to you earlier on we were talking about when I moved to Boston. I had to fly home for two games. Um, so I was working in Boston, flown over there, but it was in the middle of the season. And my club flew me home for a county semi-final and a county final. And because I was so fucked all the time when I was playing, like patellar tendinopathy, Achilles, like there, there are issues that the more you train, the more you get worse. If there, if that's if you are, if that's your issue, like if you're training five days a week, you're you're fucked, like so all season i was playing well but i was always in pain and then i moved to america missed the quarterfinal missed like a month of training in theory i should be shit when i come back and i had probably the best game of my life because i had zero pain because i didn't train that week i didn't train the week before my knee felt amazing my achilles felt amazing and it just unlocked i was faster i was stronger i was fitter suddenly now there's a freshness involved as well mentally too mentally you're ex- i give that example to and this is hi- i know this wasn't your point but to hijack that 
you're excited to play again. Yeah. You're excited. People talk. It's the same thing though. Yeah, the mental and physical fatigue come along together. Mm-hmm. It's overtraining, like mm-hmm. in not even overtraining. Too much training in one in one direction. Yeah. No var- variability in your training. Imagine like that. Like you go into jujitsu and you just do you just do one submission. That's all you have. Or like you're gonna get good at that, but like eventually you're gonna get bored of it too. Mm-hmm. you're fucking sick of it like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you only do side control you're like oh be i feel personally do- attacked by this anyone who trains with me is, is he fucking having a go at you only there, do half guards yeah <laughs> jesus here we have to can't stop this podcast <laughs> I'm giving away your seat. you didn't tell me you were going to talk about this um yeah so um can you explain can you try and explain when you see people coming into a class doesn't obviously your perspective is going to be jujitsu but how do you try and figure out who's going to make it and who's not? You can tell... Because uh, this is applies to the workshops that I have. They're, when you have a Zoom call with a client, you kind of you know, like, you kind of have an idea who's going to make it and who's not. But I don't know why I can tell. Okay, so I, was quite, I wasn't expecting this question, so it's off the top of my head. Yeah. And I could, if I came back to you next week, I might have a different answer. But And I also want to... Pre- preface this by saying i have been wrong not with I, I i rarely get it wrong where i'm like that person's going to be good and they're not but i have gotten it wrong sometimes where i'm like that person's not going to be good and they have and part of that is the environment molds them part of that is i think i'm a good teacher i would like to think i could get everyone good do you know what i mean as as would you but the difference is time do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you don't often have that time with some of those people first thing off the top of my head is their confidence even just the person that looks you in the eye they're confident to be there they're not and this isn't to say that if you're a bit intimidated to do something new that you won't make it but it is to say that if you're not intimidated to try this new thing you're probably immediately in a better mm-hmm. position but not going to make it doesn't necessarily mean they're they're going to be really good or not it means they just don't really get it like yeah they're just not prepared for what's ahead they're not they're not and they won't stick with it exactly exactly, in the crypto world it's like you see on twitter like someone is like oh crypto dropped three percent this week or down whatever and like all 100 comments ngmi and that's like he's just going to sell yeah he's out yeah exactly exactly so confidence that so you could use for that confidence that it'll bounce back do you know what i mean confidence mm-hmm. too and let's assume this probably didn't happen to a lot of crypto bros but you have to only invest what you can afford to invest yeah. you know but they I mean? have false confidence yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but it's still confidence yeah. which is important um another thing one one basically the only question that i ask people and it's and it's and i say to them as well especially when they say no to the answer but I say, not that it's relevant, but the only question that I ask is, have you done anything like this before? Um, nah, no, but I, I uh, did a bit of gymnastics when I'm younger. Even that, they've been in a class. They know how the format of a class works. They know that I'm there to help and guide, but ultimately they've been in a class where not everyone was the same level. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, you appreciate that there's a certain onus on you, the individual. Um, I wouldn't class myself as intelligent and like book smart, not at all, not in not in street smart either, but a bit of intelligence, like uh, to be able to process and take in and, and retain the information. 
that's a hard judgment call to make on the first day. Well, this person is intelligent or, n- or yeah, not. Because they take it in in different ways. Like. Exactly, exactly. But that's definitely a big factor. Um, and sometimes you can just tell by looking at someone's physique that they are not like physically prepared for the for the jiu-jitsu i don't mean it like that but that they have done a little bit of hardship they've had a bit of physical physicality in their life before um i would say though i would say the biggest one would be confidence the Mm -hmm. biggest one and you know what one of the best ways to get in themselves yeah 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 type of guy that could that could chat to you as a stranger if you met him on the bus is probably in a better position to succeed ironically though the person who's a little bit more inside themselves and maybe socially they could also excel in this environment because everyone is sound in a jiu-jitsu gym Mm -hmm. and maybe that little bit of uh, like self-consciousness and maybe that little bit of living inside themselves actually creates an environment for them to because it's a very selfish endeavor getting good at jiu-jitsu yeah you you against basically everyone else yeah. like even though you're part of a team yeah. ish but you're also not yeah. really but like you're but, trying to help each other but ultimately your job is to get better yourself yeah it's a cool environment though because like the sporty the, the, the to use the fucking tropes the jock can succeed and so can the, the nerd. nerd yeah do you know what i mean yeah. but the nerd rarely succeeds quick yeah. that the nerd will surpass it's the tortoise and the hare the nerd will surpass the jock but the trick is getting the nerd to stay yeah. The jock will think he's deadly at it, and and two different two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. I would say though, I would say confidence. I have, I don't really even bother making that call anymore though. Like genuinely, I don't even mm-hmm. think about it anymore. But I would have. You just take everyone at face value. You're of just course, like, you're it, here. Let's and, train. And not even consciously. I'm not saying to myself, right, Chris, don't be judging that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I just, but I would have, and I would also speak to my bro- my coach with my brother Adam and. We would have, we would talk about this chap's going to be good. Do you know? Um, you can tell after six months, though. Like I have some, I have some students that after like after six months, they are miles ahead of their peers that have been training the same amount of time. Yeah. And what is special about them is they ask, oh fuck, asking questions. That's it. That that you can't tell that in the first day, but the people who ask the most talk to me the most ask me to roll and this comes with the confidence i suppose as well because you're not going to be confident i'm very approachable especially in the maybe not out in the street big grumpy head me but especially in the gym very approachable mm-hmm. i hope i do my, and people would tell me that too but maybe that's because i'm so unapproachable that they're too scared to tell me that i'm a, <laughs> but yeah the people who make it make yourself make yourself known like be your make this about you because no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, mm. same in the workshops. I think now, it's it is different. And it is similar. Like it's still a class, right? It's similar, but also different. Like some people are more willing to ask a question, come up to you at the start. Uh, you say like, right, who's going to do this exercise, and they'll jump in. It. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they're going to be the ones that will succeed. Maybe not, yeah. But they're but they're probably not going to be the ones that... They're not going to be the bottom of the barrel. They're def- No, they're definitely not going to be the bottom of the barrel. Uh, now, and, and now, 
like yeah you're like people don't all people aren't like that some people are will message me after or six months after a workshop and be like i've been using this every single day and that's and they weren't the most engaged person or engage i didn't feel like they were engaged at all and some that's that can be tricky yeah that can be tricky. like me and kira can go after a workshop and we'll, we'll actually like analyze pretty much it we'll look at the group picture and we'll be like this guy what do you think yeah, this guy this yeah, guy this yeah, guy yeah, this yeah. guy not in a we don't don't worry we don't say anything mean about anyone no it's just, curious. just it's just it's just why not yeah what it's you a, think of them blah 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 yeah, and yeah, i'll yeah. like i'll say i'll say to kira like did you see how uh, even physically like this person can't, can't do that exercise did you notice that person's like little toe blah 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 and she'll have seen some of it and others so yeah it's 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 interesting that's another way to ask that question though and often and you can use this you could you could frame any question like this it's like okay instead of instead of who's going to be the best here yeah who's definitely who's not, not going to be the best yeah. and you could just d d use some of those qualities that's easier to see mm -hmm. and i talked about confidence is overconfidence yeah. misplaced confidence yeah. not well, just can't is asking questions can't shut up yeah 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 get get out of here like um but not that's yeah that it's not even questions it's like they're at, they just want to talk like, that is huge they're answering that is their own huge question. especially especially in the martial arts world and especially for men uh men think it's a big generalization but fucking it's probably spot on <laughs> men think that it's cool to know how to fight it is do you know what i mean uh, but it, it's like it's it's what's is the, that's a status thing it is yeah, cool. exactly so they so they're going to be like yeah that's because of the they're they're asking me a question so that they so that i'll be like oh wow he knows about this yeah. whereas in reality i'm like oh my god man like come on like that's shut up and this is obviously there's people in school like that there's people at the workshops like that as yeah. well one other thing even just when i was thinking about it so there's these people they might they might not say a fucking word at your workshop maybe that's because they are in a way they hold you on such a pedestal that they're almost intimidated mm. by you, and maybe they're maybe they're not shy, but in that setting they're shy. Yeah, some oh. people are one. Kira always says that because she tries to get like a little chat with different people, and she always is like, "He, that person's just more of a one-to-one -one person." Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, 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 and now I'm going to say this for the people listening. I'm not judging anyone coming. Like some more, and some it could be depend on the weekend. Some workshops, I'm sitting up the front asking questions nonstop probably being the fucking annoying guy um but actually most teachers you you at you want the questions you need the questions because at least you're getting some engagement so you, you it's most people there's been like one person ever probably who's been the person who won't stop talking like one you know so like i, I don't want anyone to think fuck i'm gonna go there now and they're, they're actually analyzing like Unless how they would person. sit, sit <laughs> at the, yeah sit at the workshop but um but you're human that's not that's not david gray the the workshop leader analyzing people that's you and kira having a coffee the next morning mm. just unpackaging your your day your yeah life. everything like do yeah. you know what i mean it's and like, we talk that's where we talk about the structure like mm. who do we like did everyone get what exactly. we were trying to say and that's that an, an analyzing people's performance if you want to call it that in the workshop is part of you providing a better service next time next time yeah. next time next time what because you're there providing that you know what you want to teach, of course, but in a sense, you need to serve the group that's in front of you as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you spoke about that before. And in some ways, this 
this instead of taking away from the quality of the class or the workshop this actually speaks to the qualifications that you have is that you can almost just rock up to the thing and just teach whatever yeah. within a frame i'm going to teach all right it's, it's lower body yeah. you know it's upper body it's in for my case i want to do takedowns yeah and then i'm looking at the group someone asks one question and everyone's kind of like mm, yeah i don't know that yeah and I go, and it just oh, goes, okay <laughs> tangent do you know what i mean yeah and that's so fine that's, though of course of course yeah. and i i prefer it i don't prepare anything yeah and people and people love the classes i yeah. hope <laughs> yeah i don't so the pre first time we did the presentation, we might tweak it most. But Kira's always like, can you have a look at the presentation? Like, are you ready for tomorrow? I'm like, yeah. Like, it literally doesn't cross my mind until I'm standing in front of everyone. Now, part of that is because she's organized everything. Yeah. Because someone was asking me, who was asking me the last day? Was it before the Dublin workshop? Like, where is it? This and, oh yeah, it was the night before. Oh, we were, oh, we went for, our fr with, with dinner with our friends on the Friday. And uh, we were in Dublin on the Saturday and the lads all live in Dublin. And one of the lads lives in Black Rock, which is around the corner from the gym. And he was asking me what the name of the gym was and all this. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, you literally yeah, know yeah. nothing about it. So yeah, I was driving. To, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, I think just as you were talking, like, I think for me, the answer is the people, not just, sorry, there's not one answer, but the people who I think are going to make it are the people that understand that I can get better. Hmm yeah which sounds so obvious but some people will say would put like i'm i i'm just not getting it and are like i'm just not smart enough i'm just not strong enough they just don't get it everything is trainable it's just not it's just yeah you're not getting it like you are getting it you're just not at the expectation or the speed that you would want and then yeah and then you have to ask yourself like when's the last time you actually learned something exactly if this is how you're approaching this exactly you know so the mean? reason that you're we're saying similar things because you're saying about confidence and a lot of that comes from you've done some kind of sport before and and whether you knew it or not what you're actually saying there is you've learned something you've before. demonstrated to yourself that you can improve at something and some people haven't or haven't in years it's like what you were saying about Zuck. Zuck. Like Zuck's doing, Mark Zuckerberg's doing jiu-jitsu now. And it's like, well, he's the fucking perfect. He might not be the biggest tank on the mats, but he's the perfect student. He's not going to be fucking world champion, mm -hmm. but he, he knows understands how to learn. learning. He understands learning, he understands teaching. He understands that someone can be an expert on something and, and trickle that information down. Mm -hmm yeah exactly and that's 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 what i that's why i ask have you done anything before not because doing uh, being able to curl a fucking corner in <laughs> is going to help you <laughs> We've do been a little corner. yeah yeah or a fucking little shimmy but <laughs> but but even still the idea the idea of rhythm and the idea of pacing and the idea of i so many of my analogies that i give hey we do this in jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. i use soccer basketball da -da -da. you keep passing it to your good player if your favorite move and if your best move is fucking armbar if your best player is fucking michael jordan fucking pass it to michael jordan <laughs> If your best move is armbar, everything bottlenecks, funnels towards armbar, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's just previous experience yeah. in a similar, but also it's like what you said about people don't know that they can get better at something or they don't trust that they can. That's what the fucking workshop is. Exactly. My, my business is literally, hey guys, I'm Chris. Your shit. I'm going to teach you yeah. how to do this. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I won't be able to do that. Yeah. And it's like, 
you're, but that's that's you negging me. Exactly. You're negging me by exactly. saying that you won't be able to do that. Exactly. Like, that's my job. Exactly. And I love, I was speaking to you about this the other day. I actually turned a couple of individuals away from my gym because they wanted, they were like competitors in Ireland. Good. And they wanted to join my gym because they liked the coaching style. They liked the ethos. I said, no, because that's not what it is. Like, it's not, it's the, it's, the group like you coming here isn't going to unlock something magical for you and i love the 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 stat that we have is that all of our best students at one stage knew nothing and started with us mm -hmm. we have white belt all the way up to whatever belt they are now and i love that and i would love to i would love for all of those people to finish in on that you know timeline as well mm -hmm. it's, it's cool but yeah people it's like you go to a restaurant and you're like, oh, I'm too hungry to go to this restaurant. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, they're going to feed you. Isn't you go to magical? the workshop, David's going to teach you. You go to the, the jiu-jitsu class, I'm going to show you. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that mad though? Yeah. That but that's the way the world's set up. Like if you, if you, most people don't actually learn in school, right? Oh, I certainly didn't. Most people don't actually <laughs> learn in college. Lots of people will go to the workshop, maybe not your workshops, but lots of people will go to workshops for the cert because they understand, hey, my college thing was mm -hmm. just ticking a box. Mm -hmm. My, I, I do these. I just have to keep ticking boxes. I just keep ticking boxes. I'm not actually fucking ever getting better at mm -hmm. anything. I go to work, I come home, I watch Netflix, I go to bed. Yeah. Hey, fucking lovely life. And, they, and without noticing, these people might have families, right? They're, they're becoming better parents. They're becoming better everything better mm -hmm. all the little things that they do you're getting but better they're, at they're, them but they're forced to do those things exactly exactly when was the last time that you actually went fuck it i'm going to improve mm -hmm. myself at this do you that, know? that's why we as a society have so much respect for the people who are the best yeah superstars without like, knowing it yeah. we look at roger Feder, we look at michael jordan we look at all these different people regardless of what fucking if you were if you if you spoke to someone you met them in a coffee shop and they said i'm the best fucking whatever in the world tiddlywinks player you'd be like deadly yeah even if you thought it was the shittest thing Give ever the fucking game so i fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah let's go let's have a look <laughs> but good. you but because it demonstrates an ability to be consistent and to learn yeah and we don't we don't realize when we're watching sport that's not what we're thinking but that is why we have so much admiration and respect because you know it's 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 hard but not hard to achieve hard to apply yourself yeah. to become it's not hard to go to your workshop it's not hard to come to my class but it's hard to master these things yeah. you know to and keep coming that's yeah, what it is yeah, yeah, to keep yeah, going yeah. uh so yeah that but that's fucking mental that people think me too like i think I'm not going to get this. Like I've said that before. I'm not getting this. Like why the fuck would I got it? Why? Why? What? What expectation? And or I'm not beating this. Like I can't beat this guy. That that shows that the stuff is working. Yeah, that he's been doing it a week longer than you, and he's and better. That one week is enough for him to be kicking exactly. Your ass, is that know? not? Instead of looking at that as like this fella's this fucker's better than me, it's like oh, if I keep showing up, I will be better than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like I can't coach, I can't see this assessment that you're talking about. I'm not good at that. I can't communicate with my clients. I can't do Instagram stuff. I can't coach a fucking hinge. I'm not able, blah, 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 blah. You just haven't done enough reps. Like, yeah. but I can't is a weird thing. You just can't. You just can't do it yet. It's not I can't, it's I don't. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. And, and that's why they can't. It's because they don't. Life is easy. Same bus, same time alarm, same spar on the way home for the same bottle of Diet Coke. Chicken Do you know what I mean? Yeah, same Everton, same pub on Saturday night with the lads, same holiday next year, same, 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 mm-hmm. same. It's just break that. For me, People people always say to me, she's I wish I was as you training every day. Fuck some man. I wish I was as dedicated as you. It's like, no, I this this is just my same, 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 same. Yeah. I there's so many things that I should be trying yeah, and yeah. should be applying myself to yeah. that I don't. Oh, hundred percent. Um so yeah, it's just pick your pick your one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But I think don't you think Zuck would be a great student? Yeah. Jeez, I wouldn't mind if he was my student mm-hmm. any prices. But even though so many people hate him for reasons some are probably right some are not so right because you'd be like if you were in that situation what would you do but yeah he's probably done some sketchy (laughs) (laughs) but like haven't we all haven't we all haven't we all we've all stolen a bit of data in our time a little bit yeah we've all all sold a bit of we've all done a bit of a gdbr breach (laughs) (laughs) but uh how fucking he's demonstrate like I can see him asking, being the perfect student for his teacher. Yeah. Just like asking the right questions at the right time, going home and studying. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I have respect for, for someone like that. There's a good book. Uh, oh, you mentioned Josh Waitskin before, Art of Learning. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's like Tai Chi. Oh, no, chess, chess master, Tai Chi, push hands, yeah. champion. Jiu-Jitsu, black belt. Jiu-Jitsu, and now surfing, I think, and foiling. Like he just demonstrates the i must read that book again actually i can't remember the principle of how you learn better but i just remember him i think being, you, i think he's i think the book speaks to that there's just different types of learning if i remember mm, correctly and but he must have a style like what was his like how did he learn stuff so quickly i can't remember i can't remember i just remember being a cool book mm yeah me too chess book yeah. chess books are cool yeah or chess, like chess not chess books but chess stories are are yeah are cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching chess on TikTok. Yeah. There's Hell a Magnus. guy uh Levy Gotham Chess. Yeah. yeah. He's so good. He's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And he took the rook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like not the rook. <laughs> and yeah. I don't even know what a rook is like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so invested. <laughs> never never played a game and you're like just snakes and ladders at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um how's the gut? Fucking all right, but not all right at the same time. I I don't know. I'm I'm seeking. I'm. This is actually what we we had that lost podcast a couple mm-hmm. of a couple of months ago. But this is what we talked about on that. And at the time, it wasn't good. Uh, lots of bloating, upper intestinal pain and pressure. Uh, lots of gas. Lots of burping. Lots of sensitivities to foods that I wouldn't have had before. Um, the last time I got COVID, my symptoms were stomach problems no flu no stomach problems and it kind of never went away and also in the lead up to all of this i was it was surgery time as well kind of and i had been taking like diphene which is oh, heavy yeah. enough painkiller for like if you take diphene for two days your stomach was, is in bits i was taking it for months mm. months every day and my stomach wasn't in bits at the time yeah, but or I certainly didn't know it was. Well, your body was just like, yeah. I couldn't give a shit about that. Yeah, my back is fucked. Yeah. Sure, it's like even, when you're one injury, go to the toilet. couldn't one, even go to the toilet. One pain goes away. You're like, yeah. oh, what about this other thing? Still better now, though. Um, just management, timing. I think I have a bit of IBS now. I think I have a bit of 
maybe a bacterial imbalance in my stomach. Um, it's strange though because I I used to be iron stomach. I used to literally eat. I was telling you I'd eat that chair. I'd eat this laptop. I, and no problems. No problems. It tastes good. Yeah. I'd say you've spilled a bit of fucking <laughs> yeah, tomato yeah. sauce on that in the, back in the day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but it's doing better. It's doing better. Even yesterday I was I was. It's, it's, it's miles better. It's miles better. I think I wonder how much stress is... Well, not I wonder. I know yeah. how much stress is affecting that as well. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. That's that's my only... That's my only complaint at the moment. Is, at the moment. Yeah. But I'll get it. Lead, lead always wins. Mm. Lead it's always like, fucking wins. It's just like a constant win, little wins are, are, are like, yeah, obviously sorting the food out, sleep, yeah. stress. Yeah. Similar to like just an injury. You yeah. could treat it like that. Yeah. Like is your nutrition decent, your sleep... Your your training, your mindset. Yeah, it, my dad died of colon cancer, so you can imagine when I had a stomach problem, I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, like yeah. I'm in I'm in trouble here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually I had the colonoscopy years a couple of years ago, and they they couldn't believe the quality of the colon. <laughs> they were like, the quality Jesus, of what? It's like the fucking of the colon or just oh, the arse in general? Just both, Everything. both. They were like, Jesus, it's quality. Like, it's like they fucking had the cleaners in. I actually remember <laughs> I was because because they give you a drug to do it, and the drug didn't knock me out at all. I was I was high as a kite, but the drug didn't knock me out. And I'm looking at the same screen they're looking at, mm-hmm. and I was like, "And what's that bit?" And they were like, "Oh, and this." And it was just like it looked like the inside of a bouncy castle. It was just this bright, smooth pink, and I was just like, "Fuck, that's a lovely." <laughs> That is a lovely inside of an arse, isn't it? A lot of, lot of it? people pay a lot of money to be in there. I tell you, I tell you, <laughs> me, I, me, I did. <laughs> um, but that was actually the precursor to my back being fucked as well, because they pumped me full of air. Not the precursor, but a lot of people. You were already me, fucked, and that, I was. Fu- like, I was fucked, but not sciatica, not nothing. Mm-hmm. Got the camera up the arse, and and it's not the stress of it because two days later they were like, no, on the day they were like, yeah, you're grand. You yeah, don't have any. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing in there, so no no stress about the whole situation other than the physical um and maybe five days later sciatica started and, and never went away and they fucking filled me with air and there was actually were you a, like trying to were you farting and burping like getting rid of that oh the, so so before you do the colonoscopy they give you uh, like quite a serious laxative and i'd never taken a laxative before right and i was actually scared no wonder but, it was fucking clean yeah yeah <laughs> i know well yeah exactly actually <laughs> And, and fucking hell, it was like turning on a kitchen tap when mm. I was when I was going to the bathroom for after the laxative. But I've actually spoken about that a lot of times, especially to my peers, because it wasn't scary. It was it was fine. And, and to be honest, doing the fucking uh, laxative thing was a great little bit of irrigation, a bit of a reset down there. Do you know what I mean? Um, but so you can imagine the day before, two days before, I think. Or no, it was just a night before. Anyway, the day before I get the camera up the bum bum, um, like even if you poked me in the stomach, waterfall out the bum, right? Like it was, it was touch and go. Like it was, so like really, really sensitive there. Like you could no pressure without feeling like you needed to go to the toilet. And I remember after the colonoscopy, I'm lying in the like recovery room bed, incredible pain in my stomach, like incredibly sore gas. And the nurse comes over, she's like, are you all right? And I says, to be honest, like my stomach is really sore, mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10 sore here. And she goes, oh, have you passed gas? And I went, I was like, no, but like I'm a bit scared to because of last night, do mm-hmm. you know? And she goes, oh, well, will you be able to make it to the bathroom? And I went, oh, yeah, of course. Can I get up? I didn't know because I was still kind of mm-hmm. high from the drugs. And she went, ah, yeah, the bathroom's just there. I swear. One foot. 
tw- no 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 in, I went to the bathroom 25 second long fart <laughs> 25 seconds I was and I was like I was like I wish I would have my phone in here to record this because no one's going to believe <laughs> how long yeah yeah it was just <laughs> and you felt great after and I was like oh I had wi- I had trapped wind or whatever they call it once. I remember we were in London with Kira. I was in a be- in the bedroom. She was like, we were going to go out for dinner. And I thought I was going to die. It was the sorest thing ever. Mm. And yeah, it took hours to pass fucking anything. Disgustingly sore. But yeah. And that was that was me when my gut symptoms were, the, were at its worst. It was mm-hmm. just, just pain and discomfort. And I feel it in my chest as mm-hmm. well. Which is why I thought I was having heart attacks a few times as mm-hmm. well. Which then doesn't really help the problem makes sense why that stuff is could potentially be related to your back as well mm-hmm. like your whole midsection is fucked like yeah yeah tensing yeah. up squeezing yeah. fighting against yeah. you know yeah. especially when there's symptoms already there and i used to be such a belly breather and then i kind of trained myself out of that and then i also had stomach problems around the same time it's mm-hmm. so there's so many fingers pointing at why it could be uh, to be honest i don't give a fuck Excuse my French. It's not the first F word we've said well, so far. Well, they've just heard you talk about your arsehole. Yeah, for the last no, yeah, I suppose, yeah. But that's medical. <laughs> <laughs> this is a health and fitness podcast. Um, I don't care why. I, I, I'd be curious why. Yeah. But if it goes away, I don't care. Why. It's like my back. I don't even think about my back anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but you just have to. You care why in terms of like addressing the factors. So it doesn't happen again. But you yeah. don't have to be like, that's like the fucking thing that I put up on Instagram. You don't have to find a singular root cause. You just have to learn the tr- lessons it's trying to teach you and then use them. Um, okay, we better go. Airport. I was about to say, on that lovely note, yeah, I need to get on. It'd be gas if I missed the flight because I was talking about my arse. For... Don't talk about gas now. Um, okay, thanks, Led. Hey, thanks, Dave. Love you.